Shut up and sit down. Well, hello, everybody. Guess what? This is episode 95 of Third Shift. It is me, the glorious and impeccable Mr. Eric. Oh, yes, I am back. E3's been a rocky road, all ups and downs all over the place. It's been a fantastic time. And guess what? I got somebody with me. I don't know who he is. He's a mysterious, strange creature from some weird outer planet. I think he said his name was Mr. Matt, but I'm not 100% certain. Anyways, whoever this guy is, he's on the show with me, and I got to use the usual question, which is, hey, Mr. Matt, how was your week this week? I am indeed Mr. Matt, but before we get into how I am this week, how this week was, I got a surprise mailbag submission. Pew, 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 pew. Oh my god, I don't know what's happening, I'm scared. <laughs> Here it is, just got it earlier today. It's popping in, this person's got a question, here we go. He's got a request actually, so I'm going to read it off in this person's voice, exactly how they would have written it, and said it themselves, so here we go. <clears throat> Hello, third shift family, this is your old pal, Joe's O's. I'm writing today to request the return of my favorite segment, Storytime with Uncle Matt. As a man of varied interests myself, including but not limited to eating tacos, watching baseball, and tweeting about politics, it does me a great joy to hear Matt, who is my favorite host, by the way, talk for four to ten minutes about his various adventures throughout the week. I hope you take me request to art and bring Uncle Matt out of retirement again. Soid, love, is sincerely your dear friend, Jozo's. Well, thanks, Jozo's. That's the best mailbag submission I've ever gotten, and I'm going to grant your request. It's story time with Uncle Matt. Kick back, sit down, put your feet up, grab an old glass of lemonade, put some ice in it, put a little shot of whiskey in it, maybe. Kick back and relax because it's story time with Uncle Matt. Here we go. So it's been a busy week for me, Uncle Matt. This last Thursday, we had to record the podcast on Wednesday because on Thursday night, I went and saw Jerry Seinfeld over at the Wharton Center. Absolutely fantastic. You can really tell why that guy is a legend. I know you, Eric, you're going to say, oh, I hate stand-up comedy because I don't like humor and I don't like having fun. We're all used to seeing regular stand-ups or like stand-ups who have like maybe a special on Comedy Central and then you never hear from them again. But when you see like a legend who's been doing it for forever, like Jerry Seinfeld, the way he paces the jokes and you get a little light joke and a little light joke and then they start building and building and building and then boom there's the big one and everybody goes ah, ha, ha, ha. oh and then that's the perfect time he switches topics to something else starts building and building and building and then boom so it was fantastic just a it was hilarious it's the most i've laughed in a long time great show great set just fun time overall but then watching the way he actually controls the crowd and builds his set without you really noticing unless you're looking for it just great you can see why he's a legend that was phenomenal loved it loved every second of it then the very next day i went out to the theater and i saw upgrade that was awesome that was great over the top ridiculous like b movie style but also you know in the normal stuff i mean actual stunts with actual actors doing actual things that were interesting squibs and blood packs and i can't spoil it but like actual physical dummies that do things um really good fantastic loved it great show super fun oh what did i do saturday oh man a couple months ago danny texted me she was like hey would you be interested in this boom link to scott bradley's postmodern jukebox down in ann arbor at the 
Ann Arbor Summer Festival. And I went, hell yeah, I'd be interested in that. Because like two years ago, they came here to East Lansing to the Wharton Center. But it was a day I had to work quarter end. So I could not go see it. And I was like, hell yeah, we're going to go do that. And we're like, hell yeah, we're going to do that. And before that, we're going to go eat some awesome sushi. So I went down to Miki Sushi in Ann Arbor. And I had the giant plate of sushi on a freaking like wooden board that was so amazing. This giant snake of sushi. One of them was like a Korean, like an ogre roll. So it had like bulgogi beef and all this other stuff in it. It was just the most fantastic sushi I've ever had in my whole life. Had a big old tall Hawaiian Mai Tai, which was freaking delicious. It's like, oh man, sushi and a drink and a show. Oh my God, what a great day. Went and saw Scott Bradley's Postmodern Jukebox, which if anybody doesn't know, they're the guys who take pop songs, like modern pop songs, and then put like an old school jazz twist on them. So it's like you're at an old jazz club, you know, watching them freestyle, you know, kicking some cool songs around, guys on the big old bass guitar and all that stuff. Awesome show, really good, really fantastic. Sushi and a show. Even went hit up a cool little independent bookstore and spent like $100 on books because I love books because got to have more books. Great Good times, great Saturday. What happened then, actually it happened Friday night into Saturday, but I started watching it on Sunday. New Japan's Dominion show from Osaka Joe Hall. It's been like six months since I've watched a New Japan show, so I was just primed and ready. I was like, I'm going to switch this on and see. And then, bam, hard-hitting action. Boom, high-flying action. Boom, strong style. Bam, in your face all the time. Fantastic matches. Looking at Michael Elgin, who used to be this big, giant, powerlifter-looking dude. Now he's, like, buff and cut and looking like a superstar. He won the Never Opened Weight title in an awesome match. The Young Bucks versus Evil and Sonata. That match was fantastic. People always crap on the Young Bucks because they're saying, oh, they're just spot monkeys. They just jump and do spots, and they don't sell. They told an awesome physical story with the injury to Matt's leg, which happened halfway through the match. So they'd, they'd set up for their big you know, physical flippy-doo spots, like going for a Meltzer driver. Nick jumps up on the ropes, and he's about to springboard off, but his foot's messed up, so he flops off. It lands in this horrible, like, flop, and so they were evil and Sonata reverse it, and they tombstone Matt. It was just great, but they did end up winning the titles, the Young Bucks did, in just an awesome match. I just loved the physical storytelling, the just, oh, so good. And then there were so many other good matches throughout that night, but... Kenny Omega versus Kazuchika Okada four. Two out of three falls, no time limit. Absolutely outstanding. Those guys always bring it. They brought it again this time. By the end of the match, I was freaking punching my couch cushions going, yes, you did it. Oh, my God, yes. Just physical, brutal, just tough, and just two, two of the best in the entire business going at it for the fourth time. Like I said, two out of three falls, no time limits. I think it went like 69 to 70 minutes and just... Perfect the whole way through. Outstanding. Loved it. Loved every bit of it. What else have I done? I've done on the video game front. Oh boy, oh boy. Since I beat Danganronpa 2 last time, what did I do? I had to jump into the Danganronpa 3 demo. Why not? But I love that that demo is specifically designed to fuck with anybody who played the first two games. I won't go into details. I will in the Patreon What You Playing episode. But I was just, I was like, what's going on? What is this? What the hell is that? What is this? Demo's over. Fuck, what's going on? And then I actually boot up Danganronpa 3 because I had to buy it and play it immediately, and it's totally different. It's just like, ha, 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 you bought this demo, and oh, here, you know, you got like a 30-minute chunk and just to blow all your minds. The actual game is not like that. It's totally something different. And I was like, so good, so good. Then the only other thing I've done on the video game front is I finally did it. I finally got Agents of Mayhem loaded up, and I went, okay, I'm going to start driving around the city, drive a block, pause, look at the city map. 
Any shards? Nope. Okay. Drive another block. Pause. City map. Any shards? Oh, there's one. Okay. Run. 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 Oh, it's on top of this weird, like, arch thing. You got to jump up in and around. Okay. Pew, 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 pew. I finally got the last 20 shards, and they were mostly just like that. Drive around, find a weird little jumpy kind of puzzly kind of thing to try to do. Got them all. Got my platinum in Agents of Mayhem. Signed off that game, deleted it, sent out a little tweet saying thanks for the memories, Agents of Mayhem. Agents of Mayhem game, their official Twitter, liked my post, so thank you. Hey, you're welcome. Great times. That's done. Platinum's finished. I don't remember if that was one of my gaming resolutions. I don't think it was, but it should have been. Now I've accomplished it. My first actual like platinum where I had to hunt the trophies a little bit. Proud of myself. And that ends story time with Uncle Matt. That's pretty much it. That's that's pretty much all I did this past week, Eric. I don't know. I mean, hey, did you do anything? Yeah, well, you know, I don't know. Second second host guy in the background, no big deal. Just uh, you know, just hanging out here, uh, just providing, I guess, some segues and maybe a little chit chat for you here and there. That's what I do <laughs> a little bit. So don't come at me, Jozos, on PlayStation. You go talk to Matt, okay? You go jump in his chats from now on, all right? Don't come to me. <laughs> no, I appear offline. He yeah, can't do I know. That. You're, you're always, always hiding offline. from everybody. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> what I will say is, you know what? Screw your couch. It's story time with Eric. Oh, yeah. Another oh, let's do it. 20 let's minute do it. I'm ready. Here we go. So story time starts out Saturday morning. <sighs> Uh, whatever we're done cut this oh cut this my from the show, gosh Danny. we wake up it's a cloudy day it's freaking bananas i don't know what's going on i say what do we got going on oh it's uh your daughter's last soccer game you gotta take her to that i say this sounds fantastic so i get up i get her up we get around we drive to starbucks boom pick up a delicious hot coffee oh man we zoom back over to her game we're walking on the field a little rain starts coming down out of them little purr to clouds and i say well this seems a little awkward get over to the thing and then everyone's like hey are you guys ready to play your last game well it's gonna be so much fun and lightning and thunder start hitting and the rain starts pouring down and they say well we're already here let's just play anyway and so I didn't have an umbrella. I didn't bring an umbrella. I didn't do anything like that. <laughs> so I stood with my hot coffee getting cold real fast with this cold, blistering rain coming down. And I watched uh, her play uh, an hour-long game in the rain and thunderstorms. Just <laughs> And she got beat. In fact, she got destroyed by the other team. It was like 11 to 2. So it was a beautiful, fun time. Had a blast. Said, you know what? That's not all we're doing. Took the kid. We went back home, took a shower, man. Oh, man, got all nice and hot, rejuvenated, changed my clothes. And I said, you know what? We got to go back out in this. This isn't it. We can't let that be the end of it. So I take Elaine. Once again, we get back in the car. We drive to this cool little pavilion at a local park. And, oh, what do I see? I see confetti everywhere. And I see all these pretty My Little Pony set up. Oh, look, it's a birthday party for one of my daughter's friends. Fantastic. Cool. Let's go do this. So we're in there, and I'm drinking this ice-cold Pepsi right out of a cooler, man. Oh, just exquisite. Mm. And then they start playing, running around, and it's raining, and we're under the pavilion. It doesn't matter. Mosquitoes are biting. What a oh, glorious time. Glorious. And then they set up this cool pinata, My Little Pony. And if you're wondering which one, I, I, I'm pretty sure everybody should know it's Pinkie Pie. Duh. <laughs> She's the party pony, guys. <laughs> What a great time. So they get in line and they're, they're blindfolded. They're just whacking away at this pony. And, you know, we said, what do we do? We got nothing to do. So we just sat and we let them whack this pony because, you know, there's five-year-olds 
And they, we let them whack the pony for an hour and 20 minutes. And they still didn't break it. <laughs> it, was the, it was the most fun I've ever had. And then after that was done, we had this Walmart sampler of beautiful sandwich meats and breads and Doritos of all sorts and varieties. They, they had taco-flavored Doritos. Oh, yeah. What? I mean, it was set up on these beautiful plates, Matt, okay? They were mm-hmm. white, made of paper, and they had these cool little like green pinstripes around them. Gorgeous. Oh, nice. Yeah, it was really. See, I thought you were just going to say there were just the ridgy plates with the little ridges. Oh, but if they had pinstripes, no, they had like pinstripes. Yeah. This is next level, yeah, son. Yeah, we went, we went up a step. It was good stuff, man. And then just, I put together this sandwich you wouldn't even believe. I had roast beef on there. I had turkey. I had ham. I didn't care. There was no rules to this sandwich. I made it a sandwich. I said, you know what? After, after such an event of watching pinata get hit by little five-year-olds for an hour and 20, I need a big sandwich. <laughs> So I had that sandwich. They opened gifts. It was glorious. The kids all yayed and went nuts and happened to give a gift to the kid that if you stick these things in your hair, they get stuck and you have to cut the hair out. And like mm. one of my moms was like, oh, my God, you need to throw those away immediately. My kid put them on the head and she went bald. And I said, well, don't let your kid put them in her hair. It's just that simple. Mm. It's meant to be played with on the toys, not on your hair. So that was fun. It was, glark- it was mm-hmm. great, you know? Had a blast there. Ended up with a nice big chunk of cake, but they'd forgotten, Matt. They'd forgotten that you usually need a plate and a fork with cake. So no, instead, this- they cut it with a hunting knife, because they didn't have knives either. We cut it with a hunting knife that the old grandpa pulled out of his dashboard, and then they served it into our hands. We had this big, just awesome piece of cake with our big old hands. Uh, just, a, just a cream getting all over everywhere. And I just stuffed it in my face. I just, oh, yummy. I had the whipped cream topping, so the best, you know, fantastic. This, this reminds me of when we went to Justin's birthday party. <laughs> and it was his mom or grandma who cut it with, like, that beautiful chef's knife. It's just this fucking cake. It just... <laughs> And it came out just sticky and slimy uh, and disgusting. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we did that. Had a good time. I took the child home. And that wasn't it, man. You know, this part, you know, it's pretty cool. I said, I'm tired of not knowing what my town's about. I'm going to go to that little, the little cinema there, and I'm going to watch Han Solo for the second time because that movie is oh, nice. just that good. So I went and I said, hey, father-in-law, you should come with me to this cool little theater, and we'll pay $4 and sit down and watch us a movie. We did exactly that, and I will, I'm happy to report that the quality of the screen was fine. The, the sound effects, music, et cetera, were fine. However, the seating, uh, I'm not a big guy at all. By any means, really. And I fit in the seat, but I just fit in the seat. And my <laughs> knees, even sitting straight up, were pushing into the seat in front of me. So the room is not there. That's the only downfall. However, it's a small little cinema in a little small town. So there was, you know, 10 people in the whole place. So I was able to just sit sideways, lay my legs out over the other chairs, and just span out like a goon. And watch mm-hmm. this movie for the second time. That was a blast. So I'm glad to hear that other Eric, Eric the Red's analysis of the Charlotte Theater is not incorrect. Because yes. I always hear him go, oh, you can't even sit there. You're about to kill yourself trying to sit in a seat. So I, I'm glad to hear that in one aspect of his life, he's not like a total lion douchebag. <laughs> well, there you go. <laughs> other Eric has been <laughs> confirmed as a true teller in at least one part. So that happened. And then that wasn't all. You know why? Because Sunday I said, it's a glorious day. Let's go to Mooville. 
So we drove up to Mooville. Nice. We petted cows. We took a look at our, our pretty little baby cow. She's been growing up, everybody. She, we saw her when she was first born. And we just seen her in all the different stages of her life. And soon we're going to be eating the wonderful cheese that she creates. We're going to be mm-hmm. licking the wonderful ice cream that she makes. It's such a glorious thing to see this, this this passage of nature and how things really work. So we had awesome ice cream. What a good time. Honeycomb, if anybody doesn't know, is the best ice cream in all the world. We bounced in the bouncy houses. It was just a good time. I had fun. What a great weekend. What you know, Weekday-wise, it's always the same. And video mm-hmm. game-wise, I beat God of War, which I will say is a quick aside. It doesn't end at all. So it was a little weird. I had no idea I was fighting the last boss or doing the last thing at all. It just happened. And then they were like, hey, cool beans. And I'm like, what are you talking about? So Great. I was, yeah. The original rage ending. You did it. What? But, but what yeah. did I do? Well, because they literally, it wasn't, it hit, literally it didn't end. Because it's, oh, it just cause went, there's, hey. a, there's a trilogy. So it literally just goes, hey, you got to go do the thing. But this is over. And you're like, <clears throat> What? So it's just Great. awkward. I just kind of, mm-hmm. yeah, but you can go kill the Valkyries. You can go collect the rest of the treasures. And I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. that's cool, but I don't, I'm not going to do that. I don't have time to master all that. Granted, mm-hmm. if I did, I'd get a platinum, but yeah, I'm not going to probably. Yeah, you can I got, do it. I got division Join to get the back into. the platinum crew here, dude. No. You platinum bros. Uh, no. We could be a platinum podcast. We could make Danny change the gear from Ooh. gold to platinum. Mm-hmm. I mean, she'd have to get a platinum too, though, so. Yeah. Will that ever happen? We can make two thirds of it platinum. <laughs> so new new project, Danny. You better not cut this from the show either. Is change one third of that gear to platinum to account for my amazingness. I've already got platinums. What are you talking about? I yeah, got- we all got platinums. I mean, yeah, we've all played Tales from the Borderlands, so we all have platinums. Oh, no, I've on. got uh, Horizons platinum. Thank you very much. Okay, well, okay, yeah, that's fair. You did Jeez. get that. So there, two-thirds of the wheel has to be platinum now. There we go. Done. Boom. Besides getting done with that game, a mm, little bit of this, a little bit of that. You guys know the story. I dapple in all sorts of games, screwing around. I'm not quite sure where I'm going to go next, but I'm sure by next week I'll be able to tell you. And for now, that's the end of story time with Eric, the second-rate, two-bit son of a gun. Go screw yourself, Jozos. He's the one who said it. It wouldn't have been me. I would not have written that down, but mm-hmm. he said it specifically. Yeah, I know he said. did. Oh, I bet you he did. You know, he just <laughs> wants to come in and just take take stabs at me. I don't care. I don't care. Well, we know what we're doing, boys. We've weathered them all so far. I mean, it's going to take a lot more to take us down. Yeah. Isn't that the truth? The ship just keeps plowing right. on through the ice. This is a, a massive icebreaker here. Up in the Arctic Sea, just... <laughs> we're like those cute little icebreaker brothers in Super Smash Brothers. Ice climbers. There you we're go. We're the ice climbers. <laughs> Everyone keeps throwing more blocks of ice. That's down. right. Like, no, blue. You'll never get blue. to us. Yeah, <laughs> forever. The wall will never stop. And speaking of never stop, never stopping. What never stops? The IG Tucci Stone just keeps on rolling downhill, suckers. We had episode thirty-one this week. It was kind of our mid E three. We got some news. We got some E three in there a bit for you. So in two weeks, look for our best of E three, our favorite of E three, our greatest of E three coming up next week. We don't really have anything right now. We're trying to maybe work in a Patreon bonus for our patrons on the Patreon and have a bonus with the cool stuff for you guys. We'll see if that works out. Otherwise, challenge us to an art competition. Send us your fan art. We'll respond with ours. Get Talented Tuesday 
back on the menu, sucker. Yeah, it's up to you guys to bring it back. I know there's some artsy fartsies out there who love this kind of stuff. Why don't you keep challenging us to show you how good we really are? That's right. That's right. And of course, what else is really good? What else is amazing? What else happens every single week except for weeks when they don't do it? Shift codes for Golden Keys of Borderlands 2. So hit up the Twitter, the Reddit, the forums, the Instagram. Hit up your preferred shift code provider. Go get yourself some free loot. Because uh. mm, we got to have that free loot. And I'll once again say that I can't wait to get back in there and get some more of that free loot while I'm going up to the OPA with Sean, whom I've been neglecting a while because I've been playing God of War. Sorry, Sean. <laughs> and speaking of sorry I'm sorry that all you free rotation players Are burdened with having to pick the trash can bird In this week's Battleborn free rotation Because who do we got? We got Atticus, we got trash can bird Throw him in the trash can, set him on fire We got Reyna, Cleese, Whiskey Foxtrot, and Kelvin What do you think of the lineup, dude? Well, of course, it's got my favorite character Trash can bird, man Nothing's better than flying around with trash Waving down onto the ground Polluting the city, polluting everything So everybody starts screaming and yelling on the Twitter feeds at you Man, nothing Brings me more pleasure, Matt Than the screams and hollers of those individuals Yelling at trash can bird To stop polluting the environment So everybody out there, play trash can bird Pollute the environment even more Because that is the way To do it <laughs> I like it. Awesome. And my one-sentence analysis, this is getting a mostly thumbs down. Thumbs in the middle, turning down, like some of the characters, really hate other ones. So there you go. Also, for future notice, as we've been doing the last four weeks, this is now Rotation E, because we've seen this one before a couple times. This is now Rotation E, so when you hear Rotation E, think of this crappy rotation. What's happening in Fortnite this week? Well, the quick and biggest announcement that I'm going to get out there immediately is that Fortnite has come to the very best system in all the planetary systems that we know of to date, the Nintendo Switch. As of now, you can grab your Switch, you can log on, and you can say, download Fortnite. And within a 15, 20-minute process, whatever the heck your internet speeds are, you're going to have Fortnite, and it plays just like it does in all the other consoles, on the phones, etc., etc. It is a blast. It's a hoot. You can play with everybody from Microsoft, PC, all that, except for PlayStation, because PlayStation doesn't play with nobody. It's fitting that the console on which I appear offline all the time is the console that doesn't play well with others. Yeah. I mean, it's just it just worked out that way. I don't know. PlayStation always appears offline to everyone to else. To everybody else, exactly. It's like a microcosm of PS4. And yeah. not only that, but they're greedy little Grinches, man, because here's the thing. Is I play it on PlayStation, obviously. Well, guess what? Mm. Oh, let me just log in, set my account up over here. Nope. nope. Hey, you were previously logged in as PlayStation, and PlayStation says, go F yourself. Mm-hmm. Aww. Well, that stinks. <laughs> so as everybody's been out crying on the internet... I'll say it, too, because it is just below you. Get with it, PlayStation. Give it up. It's dying. It's over. Stop being the only little black-labeled kid wearing your little black shirt and your black nails and hiding in a corner thinking you're special and you don't got to play with nobody else. Stop it. Put on a stupid shirt that everybody else wears. Come join the club. Put your dumb little hat on. Talk about whatever's popular. It's over. Give it up. And speaking of joining the club, if you join the club of Fortnite Switch players, you'll be joining 2 million people. they got 2 million downloads already in the, what, like four days since it's been announced that it's available for free oh, yeah. on the Switch? Mm-hmm. I mean, absolutely ridiculous. And speaking of ridiculous numbers, oh my God, 
Epic has reported that they have 125 million players on Fortnite now. I'm sure that's like over the whole span, but still, that's a lot of millions of people, dude. It is indeed a lots of people. And everyone keeps saying, when's the crash? When's the crash? Well, frankly, it ain't coming, boys and girls, because they got that money and they got that hotness right now and everybody's on board. And you know what else they got millions of? They've got millions, and I'm speaking millions, hundreds of million dollars invested in this new whole tournament thing they're doing for 2018, 2019. So all sorts of teams and plays, you're going to be able to get a chance to get out there, win all sorts of money, cash, prizes, etc., etc. They are putting this into esports. They are making this a permanent thing in the market. Smart, smart move. Yeah, absolutely. And speaking of prizes and money that could be won, we also had the Fortnite Pro-Am at E3. The winners were Ninja and Marshmallow. I'm not surprised. Why would anybody expect anybody but Ninja to win? He's the number one Fortnite man in the whole entire world. But they won. And I know Ninja said that his, I mean, they split the pot and it went to their charities. His was for Alzheimer's research, I believe. So good on him throwing some money to a good cause. Good on Fortnite for having a big charity event that everybody watched and everybody had fun with. And you had celebrities and pros and all that jazz. More good times and smart. I agree. It was a lot of fun. It was pretty neat. I got to see my favorite dude, Marshmallow Man, again. I still have no no idea who this guy is or what he's about, but he's a Marshmallow Man, and I am totally appreciative of the fact that he wears a giant marshmallow. I said, if he can get away with it, that means the door's open for me and all sorts of wonderful possibilities. That's not true. No, that is no, that's very no, true. No, that's, no. That's exactly what that means. The, you need to text me the day you're coming into work with a marshmallow on your head so I can just go to Candyland and be like, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry guys, I'm not being I really don't. Either. I just don't know him. I don't know. I'm not no. He certainly didn't text me anything about coming to work with a marshmallow on his head. Instant delete and then just go to Candyland. Exactly. <laughs> oh god speaking of getting stuck matt is there anything in the wonderful patch notes for fortnite that I find interesting <laughs> actually yeah you can get stuck on ramps now Woo! in some traps because now you can lay traps on the ramps you should have been able to do this from launch as soon as i read it i went well no shit. and then i went oh wait i could never stick traps on ramps even though there's little, little rampy things just put the trap right there now you can do it now you can be making all kinds of even crazier plays or crazier stunts battle royale save the world have a great time put some traps on ramps Besides the traps on ramps, which I thought was pretty cool, should have been there from the word go, but gosh bless them that are at least moving and grooving, they started the limited time mode sniper shootout version 3. Sorry, don't like it. I hate sniper rifles. I hate scoped assault rifles. It's not my jam. It's not my thing. So this mode for me is definitely a no-go, no bueno. I'll stick to something else, maybe a little... 50 versus 50 version 3 which is also a limited time mode currently out right now what do you think matt you gonna hop in do some 50 50 or some of that sniper mode well i'm definitely not doing no sniper mode i might do that 50 v 50 because they said they did improve it the initial circles can be way bigger you're gonna get way more supply drops way more drops all over the board so if you're one of the few people who'd be like oh i jumped in and i got my pickaxe and i'm gonna go try and find it oh i'm dead now you're going to have a better chance to go get some loot, go have some fun, get some loot, do some shoot, run all the boot. That one's for you, Hunter, you Canadian bastard. Run all the boot. You're going to love it. Ooh, perfect. God, getting a zinger in there. I like it. Woo! And while you're boot that, why don't you go play some of that old soccer or football, as all you morons call it. <laughs> Oh, bam, bam, bam. Goodbye, international listeners. Oh, Magana Bros, unsubscribe. Boop, done. I'm just kidding. 
you know, I'm just being abrasive and just a mean guy. I'm only jesting. In the wonderful Battle Royale on the map now in the northern section, you can find a soccer stadium. So if you want to go have some fun playing soccer, doing your thing, guess what? Now you can and get shot with a sniper rifle while you're doing it in that wonderful sniper limited time mode. All they need to add is clouds and rain and then like a Starbucks stand, and you can relive Eric's really happy Saturday. Oh, that would be the best. I would do it every time. I'd go stand out there with no umbrella. Just get shot in the rain. (laughs) (laughs) And then a little bit on save the world mode. You know I hate other players, so they've implemented player reporting. So if somebody does something that makes you hate him, you can be like, hey, report. This guy's a douchebag. I never want to see him again. Block his account. Steal all his money. Burn his house down. Do all the things they do. Also, there's anti-cheating procedures coming in. So if you saw a guy make a cool thing and you're like, oh, I think he's a cheater. Take all his money away. Burn his house down. I don't know. You can get rid of people now. Because if they cheat, they're gone. If they get reported, they're gone. Get rid of all the other players. Just have me on there. Just me. Just you all alone, playing Save the World, having a blast. Yep. Fantastic. Beyond that, I don't know about you, Matt, but I didn't see anything else of very great interest. They had a new uh, legendary mythic character coming about, but uh, Mm. beyond that, nothing for me. Anything for you? No, I just wanted to reiterate that they have Blockbuster Part 3, the Part 3 of that quest line coming up. I didn't write down the name of it, but that's where that mythic character comes in. He's a cool ninja that throws stars all out in a big fan instead of just like one, two, three. It's like, so if you want to go and save the world all by yourself because everyone's cheating and then got reported, you can do that now. There you go. Mm, You know what I'd like to do is I'd like to go at E3, but you know what? I'm not there, Matt, but you know who else is there? It's not me. It's called Earthfall, Hollow Spark. Yes, they're over there at E3 having a blast right now. They had a new trailer come up during E3. Uh, just a little more gameplay. Looks you know, pretty darn cool, as we've already stated, but they don't have anything new, new to really talk about yet. So, of course, if we get anything new or any new information, we'll definitely let you guys and gals know about it. Who else is there, my good friend Eric, the other cool host that some people like, but most people apparently don't? Thanks, Joe Zos. Just gotta, just gotta say it again. You're really rude, man. That's that was a low blow. Why would you do that to my? Especially friend at the start of the show, you know. Jeez, old Peach, talk about just dropping me off a cliff and letting me fall. Great, great. That's how you start a show. Hey, you suck. Hey, come on, let's go. Oh man. <laughs> I'll try. Speaking of good ways to start a show, in that Microsoft press conference, we saw our boys Compulsion Games. They're at E3. They're showing off We Happy Few. They're having a grand old time. Two cool announcements from those guys. We did get a new trailer. That's not one of the cool announcements. I did have to mention that, though, because if I didn't say that, then I wouldn't be reporting the news very well. But first cool announcement. They've been acquired by Microsoft Studios. They're officially part of the Microsoft Studios team, working with all those cool guys. Oh, my God. Great news for them. Them. awesome team totally deserve it 100 all love to you guys compulsion games you guys rule that was indeed awesome news oh gosh i wonder what they'll be able to do now that they're going to have like microsoft's backing behind them the way mm. they phrase things and from the um the speech that was given and they talked about it seems like they're going to stay quirky they're going to stay doing like stranger uh, more exotic tales and games and endeavors mm. so maybe not much of a change from what they were already doing but they'll have the money and the uh, confidence because of said money and backing to push forward with those projects without, you know, submitting to some of the general, hey, we got to make sure this is in the game because that's what people will buy, da 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 Yeah, definitely cool. I don't know off the top of my head how many cool, cool games have come out of Microsoft Studios, but I know lots of good indies have gone into that program, and it's just good to see good indie developers getting snatched up and brought into 
a main fold. It's always a good thing, no matter what happens because of it. Because, like you said, more money, more confidence, more good stuff for them. Anyway, on to announcement number two. Ting, 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 ting. One of my conjectures was completely shotgunned right in the face, right at that Microsoft press conference, or right around that same time. Because We Happy Few has been announced to be launched on August 10th for all the systems and all the things. So pre-orders are open, so get your hands on it August 10th. Pre-order it right now. There you go. That's the, that's the second big announcement news. There you go. Boom. Exactly. Well, August 10th is right around the corner, and if you're interested in that, I encourage you right now, as of this moment, E3 had uh, some new gameplay trailers going on there. There's also some cool, uh, you know, hey, what are you up to? How'd this game come about? Interviews. I saw Alyssa up there and a couple of them, and it was Sam also did a wonderful job up there, and of course, the creative director himself, Guillaume, was there talking all about the game, going in-depth of what the process was. A lot of it, I will say, if you've been following them for a while, and paying attention to their journals. It was kind of rehashed mostly from there, but, well, don't duh. What do you expect when they're asking those types of questions? It was a good time. I'm happy to see them excited and ecstatic about what's going on. Uh, They hope that uh, everybody's loving the game. They said they've been so busy they didn't really see a lot of the feedback yet. Hopefully it's all positive for them because they deserve it. Speaking of magic moments and great times for everybody, we had another magic moment this time. This E3, and that was a, a cool little like uh, interview slash sit down session with Pendulette and Randy Pitchford, and they were talking about how magic and video games are sort of the same, and of course went into the VR game that Penn and them have been working on, collaborating on, and uh, you know you more you know more about this, and you're more interested than I am, admittedly, man. Yeah, that's true. I did like first of all just the uh, I don't have the entire title in front of me, but the fact that it could be abbreviated to f u u u and u that was clever i really enjoyed that and then getting into pen's whole thing about you know i didn't really know that they were so heavy into pranks and pranking people i know they did magic tricks and some of that does involve a little bit of prankery because if you've seen their live show it's they have a lot of fun with whoever's up on stage with them too but I liked how he delved into the whole, like the mindset behind pranks. Like if you're you're setting up the prank for this person, if it's something simple, if it's something elaborate, it has to be fun for them at the end. Like when you pop the surprise on them, they have to go, oh, ho, ho, ho. like they can be startled or shocked. But then their very first thing is like laughter and amusement and fun. And that's what I really enjoyed. That's why I don't like a lot of like prank shows like they do like Crank Yankers back in the day or, you know, some of the, you know, prank on the streets or the, oh, YouTube prank gone wrong bullshit. Because it's always, hey, I'm pranking you and I'm like humiliating you, making you look like garbage, treating you like crap. And then ha ha ha, it's funny for me. And you just, you're just a humiliated piece of crap. So I liked hearing that there are still people out there that, you know, the prank is supposed to be fun for everyone. And they showed that in the, the trailers for Penn and Teller's F, U, 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 and U. Like the Elisa footage that they've had for a while ago, you know, you could tell she got freaked out, but then she immediately laughed and had fun with it. The prank that they did on the guy on the stage in the VR thing, you could see him go, oh, crap. But then he immediately started laughing and saw the fun in it. The prank they showed with Teller doing the window washing thing. Instant jump scare, startle, ah! And then, oh, that was awesome. Really good job, guys. I, I loved seeing that whole philosophy of it and the way that it got integrated into the game in actual sessions that you could see visibly that got videotaped or were done live for the audience. That was fantastic. It really made me interested to see what else there is, even though I don't have a VR setup and can't ever do it, 
it really made me interested in just the, the philosophy of it, the product as just the mindset that created it. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I think it's cool. My issue with the whole thing, though, is I thought about it a little bit. I was like, well, that is fun. I like the idea of this whole setup, and it would work great if it was like family coming over for Thanksgiving or family, yeah. whatever, and you're like, hey, check out my VR, and you show them this game, and you get them involved, and you got the prank going, and you're loading up whatever it is, which, of course, side note, I hope they have like tons and tons of them in there. I hope there's a plethora of pranks to choose from. That was the one thing that did kind of concern me because Randy was like, yeah, we got like a dozen. And I went, well, if you have 12 friends who have never heard of this, then that works great. But like you can't redo it. Hey, dude, hop in VR again. Well, it's going to be a prank. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I mean? And that's where, I'm, that's where I'm rolling this bus to is the fact that once you've gotten through your, your first set of people, your first family members, your first surprise people, I don't know about you, but my... My my life is limited. I have a few friends. I have a very small family, so I get one. I get one go at this this gig, and then then it's over. You know what I mean? And and I don't know how you could uh, go about freshing it up, making it so it's still cool and interesting. Because the minute, like you said, the minute anybody who's seen it already or has been pranked once comes over, and you're like, "Hey, put on the the VR headset." Okay, yeah, you're gonna try to screw me over again. Mm-hmm. You know how do you how do you solve that? How do you fix that up? Here's what I think is. If you have a VR headset, you got a lot of money. You're you're doing really well for yourself. And if you have a lot of money, you have a big friendship extension circle. So you can be like, hey, look, it's crazy magic night at the Randy Pitchford household. Everybody come over. And then, hey, anybody want to play a cool VR thing? And the people who know will be like, tee-hee-hee, oh, man, Bobby's never done VR. Hey, Bobby, why don't you go do some VR? So you, I think this is something that could work in that situation. And I think if you have vr and you have the money to spend on vr you're not going to mind picking this up for 40 50 bucks whatever it is it's going to be chump change to you so it'll be worth it for those few and then maybe just going through it yourself and seeing what they're going to see and then knowing what you're going to do at whatever certain point it'll be fun to go through it to go through each of them yourself and then think oh man this one's going to work on bobby i could probably get sally with that one this is how we're going to work it once bobby did it and sally did it we'll get joey to do it and all three of us can get in on this big one it'll be a lot of fun i can see it working pretty fun like that and thinking about it that way it's actually pretty legit because then between the planning of who what friends would be you know suspect to the particular prank and then planning to get them over and having the prank and having the fun with five, mm-hmm. six, ten, whatever many friends it is. And then not to mention if like you're rich or just socially adept and you get tons of people, different people over throughout the year. If you get 10, 20 hours out of this, well, guess what? That's your average game anyway. So bada bing, mm-hmm. bada boom, your money, it's worth it. It's a lot of fun. It's a cool VR thing. All right. All right. I'm coming around. I mean, see, think of it this way. How hilarious would it be to prank Allison in something in VR, have her, like, flip out, fall on the ground? And- Bust through the glass, break both of her bones, like, bloody herself up, have to go to the hospital. I would die laughing. She, I she go would, far, No, and she would stand up and she, die laughing because it was so funny. That's true. She would. <laughs> <laughs> and, and even better, James would just sit back with a beer going, oh, 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 oh she's messed up. Somebody better drive her to the ambulance. Oh, what happened? Oh, my God. Take Blake with you. (laughs) 
Aside from that, not much else really sparked my interest in the, uh, well, I mean, we talked about all the things of interest. So aside from every single thing that sparked my interest, not much sparked my interest in that uh, presentation. <laughs> Although at the end, Randy Pitchford did grab a pie and smash it in somebody's face. And speaking of pie, speaking of things you can eat, oh my God, what did not return at E3 or after E3 or pre-E3 or post-E3, Eric? Was it Nerdvine Alive? I'm going to eat them up. It was Nerdvine Alive, Matt, but I told you, not coming back. They said they're it's, not, it's, they're it's, not, it's fall not coming for me. back till Somebody's fall. Time. gonna fall down. Somebody's gonna fall down, so it's gonna be fall. Maybe we need that five star rating, you know? I mean, I, I think I think it's due. I think I it's think due. It's definitely due. I think it's due. All right, I just need you gearbox individuals who do listen, you know, march up to Randy's office, pound on his door, kick it in if you need to, say Eric told you told you to. All right. Then if he asks who the hell Eric is, tell him to go watch the dang show. Or listen to the dang show because you can't watch the show because it doesn't have eyeballs. You can't see the airwaves moving. It's crazy. If he asks who Eric is, don't ask Joe Zos because he's going to say something really mean. Yeah. Like he did earlier in the episode. What a jerk. He's a second-rate dude nobody cares about. You should see what Matt. But Matt would never tell you to break down a door, so so it has I, to be I might me. in certain situations. Oh, okay. This is one of them. So All what right. you have to do is you have to endanger something inside Randy's office and also close the door. So then you kick down the door cat. to rescue the puppy cat. or something. No, it's cat. Because remember, cats are the best. <laughs> They're better than people. <laughs> I could still stand by that. I still like my, oh, my cat me. more than we've some had the, people. We've had the argument drunkenly several times, and you always stand by it. So <laughs> I know. <laughs> I mean, cats are better than Bob. Come on. That, you know well, it. duh. That's see, that's, see, that's what he There, now you're on board. Now you're on board. Cats see? are better than people. Here we go. Here, it's here, like here, that here. Jesus argument everybody always has. <laughs> you'd hate to burn in hell, right? Well, there's no hell. But you'd hate to burn in fire, right? Yes. Well, there you go. We're getting somewhere. <laughs> Wait a minute, that has no relevance at all. I've never heard this argument before. Uh, let me, off air, I'll tell you about it sometime. It's great. Oh, uh, So yes, kick down Randy's door if you have to kick his door down for a reason, if you have to rescue a child or a cat or a, or a cactus or something. Tell him to give us a five-star rating, unless he was Double Nickels 55, but I don't think he was. But if he was, tell him thank you for the five-star rating and to tell us that that was him. Otherwise, tell him to five-star rate our podcast because his went out of business, at least for, you know, five months, which is out of business for a podcast. Anyway, I'm just rambling, so it's time to wrap the show up. I don't care. That's yeah. it. Hey, let's ramp it up with that. I think it was a great conversation. We had a lot of fun. Obviously, we didn't uh, penetrate deep into E3, but I can't decide yet if we want to talk about E3 in general and just some fun on the Third Shift show, maybe for our patrons or listeners out there. Hey, let us know. Would you like us to just talk about some fun topics and cool random issues next week for the show? If you do, let us know. If you don't, hey, we'll stick to the news and what the hell's going on in the Gearbox world. And, of course, you can go to IG2G, and we will for sure be talking about uh, E3 in our next episode. So either way, we're going to get to talk about it. And speaking of talking about it and patrons and fans and cool stuff, I'm going to announce right here, right now, I haven't consulted you or Danny about it, but I'm just going to say it. I'm just going to do it. Hey, episode 100 is coming up. We want this to be a fantastic celebration of us and the fans and the show and everything that you guys have done to make us better and us making you guys better by making you fans of Third Shift because Third Shift's awesome. I want to some submissions, some feedback, some favorite moments of the show. Tell us your favorite bits, what got you into the show, why you love the show, why you love me, why you don't like Eric so much. Jeez, no, I don't want to hear on. that. I just don't. What an don't, asshole. Don't, don't do that. No. You break my heart. 
But if you guys have like favorite bits you want to rehear, like on an episode 100, you know, we can insert you guys saying, "Hey, I really love the show where you said and then we can cut that bit of that show in there. Something I want voice clips from you guys, or at least mailbag things that we can read. Celebrations of the show, celebrations of your fandom of the show, favorite bits, favorite things, favorite anything. Come on, I'll try and write it up better, like in a Patreon post, but. I want people's voices on the show. I want to hear from the fans, whether it's in text or voice. I want voices, though. Send your voices in. And those for you, those for you who cannot do the voice, I will go ahead and give you a voice. I will come up with all the zaniest, strangest voices I possibly can and give them oh and present these wonderful letters and, and just comments to you in those voices it'll be great now see you don't want that to happen jozo's i did your voice 100 percent exact you did eric will give you a weird voice oh, i would so d- email email me directly i'll give you <laughs> oh my, my email God. just dm me i'll give it to you directly you can get a proper reading of your mailbag from me that's how we'll do it mm-hmm. all right fantastic i like it i like this idea <laughs> And so, of course, to send all of those things that you guys are going to work on for the next five to six weeks to submit for the show, you can email us at info at thirdshift.me. You can tweet at us at thirdshiftme, and you can find us on Facebook under Third Shift. Indeed, we also have a beautiful Patreon set up. If you like what you hear, like what we're doing, please consider heading over there and throwing a dollar in, five dollars in, ten thousand dollars in, maybe a million dollars in. You know what? There's some rich folk out in the world who million bucks, that's like maybe a hundred bucks to them. Consider giving it to us. Because we could use it, we would love it, we would take it and make this show greater and greater and greater and greater, it would be a great thing. See? I made America great again. Bam! You're welcome, everybody, by making us all great again. <laughs> if you can. Ah, <laughs> yes, Eric, exactly. And, and oh, let me just say, if you can't, that's fine, too. You know why? Because money is money. How about you go over there, give us some of those comments, give us some of those stories of why you like Third Shift or how you came about Third Shift for that 100th episode. We would be most appreciative, as we do appreciate you all anyway. It doesn't matter. We just love every one of you guys, except for Joe Zos, who wants to be so mean to me and break my heart. But it's okay. I can take it. I still love you, Joe Zos, because you asked for my cool segment. So I still appreciate you. That's why I read your, your email in the perfect exact voice that you have. That we all know, that we all remember from the time you were on the show. Anyway, this podcast drops every Friday, so we'll be back in your ear holes on the 22nd of June for our very next episode. You can find those episodes on iTunes, on Stitcher, and on Podbean. As Eric always says, if you like what we're doing and you'd like to help us out, please give us a like, a rating, a review, a comment, a subscription, any kind of good thing on any one of those good services, because it does help us out. It makes our hearts grow like three different sizes. We're like the Grinch just exploding our hearts out of our own chests, and we really do appreciate it. Indeed, those five stars, those souls, when we consume them, they do indeed make our hearts grow and grow. And I've been waiting and waiting for a new story. And I told you, boys and girls, that I would have one. And oh, there's one brewing in my little brain, brewing in my heart. But before that happens, I know another individual who promised a story. He did. And he's turning into Nerdvana live as we speak. He's just becoming what he just despises. Hey, guy, don't worry. My story will be back in 2053. So just hang out until <laughs> so- then. That's cool, right? That's how we do it. Dang it. I guess that's part of the rules. Dang it. Oh, no. <laughs> yes. I win again. I win again. Oh, goodness. Anyways, this man, he's promised us a story. I hope we can hear from him someday on this particular subject. But either way, you know, you know I got a story brewing. Oh, yeah. Like my macho man. Oh, yeah. There we go. 
And there's nothing else to say <laughs> after Macho Man. You can't go no. anywhere else it's except for it. Don't forget <laughs> to, to say, to say Skype froze on the don't forget to save. How could you do it, Skype? The one thing you have to get right on the show, Skype. God damn it. Don't forget to save was ruined. (laughs) No, it's great. It's perfect. It's perfect. I don't know what you said. You don't know what I said. Something happened. There it is. That's it. That's the end of the show. Boop. There we go.